Welcome to FRC Media News for Thursday, February 13th, 2020. I'm Keith Tebow. On tonight's program, we have an update on the construction work currently underway at the William S. Canning Boulevard location in the far south end of Fall River. We'll hear a suggestion from a city resident on how to stop costs incurred from contaminated recycled items. And we look at the children's library programming sessions planned for school vacation week that starts on Monday. We'll have those stories and more coming up in just a moment. But first, let's check in with the news headlines of the week. We bring in on the phone Phil Devitt, the digital news editor at the Herald News. Phil, welcome back. How are you? Thank you, Keith. I'm doing fine. Good to be with you. Thanks for joining us again. Let's start again with the ongoing saga of the King Philip Mill project. Uh, we've talked about this for a number of times over a couple of years. The efforts by a, a developer to create um, uh, market rate housing in that area, also opening up uh, areas to Cook Pond. There's been questions about uh, contaminated materials there. There's been asbestos uh, remediation and removal taking place. This week, uh, Phil, you reported that the DEP was there doing some digging and some further investigating. What, what do we know about this? Yeah, Keith, so uh, there, there's still a bit of a mystery about what exactly happened and is happening uh, this week at the site of the King Philip Mill. Uh, as we all know, it's been a demolition site for some time uh, here in the city. Uh, developer Robert Torrey um, wants to turn the site into uh, housing, as you said, uh, but also provide some public access to Cook Pond, uh, which is adjacent. It's, it's a rather ambitious project. Um, and it's been saddled by uh, problem after problem, it seems, uh, after coming under some scrutiny for uh, the handling of asbestos and, and debris at the site. Uh, demolition, as you might remember, was halted late last year uh, in November. Uh, the Department of Environmental Protection's uh, Environmental uh, Strike Force or Environmental Crime Strike Force uh, began an investigation at the site. And then uh, in December, um, that led to a removal effort um, of asbestos. Uh, the developer told us earlier this week uh, that he spent about $1.8 million trucking asbestos out of state. And then on Tuesday, the uh, environmental police, the state environmental police were on site uh, with crews uh, digging and uh, bagging debris. Uh, this happened after the attorney general executed a search warrant at the site. So our uh, first inclination was to call the attorney general, uh, and they would not comment uh, other than to confirm that there is an ongoing investigation happening. Um, we've heard that there's been a police presence uh, on the site uh, ever since. We're following up today. Uh, but this is, uh, Keith, just the latest thorn in uh, this project's uh, side. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it's been a run of bad luck so far, and we'll, we'll have to see what the next turn of events brings. Yeah, I know in the uh, story that uh, was reported earlier this week about the cleanup, this was before the uh, environmental police came in. Uh, Mr. Yeah. Kafori had said that he's, he spent $1.7 to $1.8 million over a budget of $1.2 million on cleaning up that site. And Correct. he's trucked over 70 trailer loads of material uh, to a facility in Ohio. So, you know, it, it's one of the things, again, we don't know what the investigation is as of yet or what the outcome will be. But whenever a lot of these old mills are taken down, there's uh, more times than not tend to be some issues just because of the number of chemicals that may have been in there over the years. And sometimes a developer may not know the status or the 
um, contaminated levels of, of that building until they actually get in there. So again, we'll have to wait and see how this turns out, but um, unfortunately more setbacks uh, for that project. And nearby yeah. though, uh, Phil, at the Healy School, also in the south end of Fall River, that is a DEP project in and of itself. Looks like they're moving along to uh, mitigate any issues there. Yeah, you know, this has been another big one. Uh, in fact, you know, uh, you, you talk to people about the big demolition projects happening in the city, and King Philip and Healy School are um, often mentioned uh, in the same breath, uh, just the way it goes. Um, you know, this is a site that, you know, has had its own uh, issues and starts and, and stops and, and that kind of thing. But um, it looks like uh, that cleanup is nearly finished. Um, so there's uh, there's an end to the chap this chapter to be written, which is uh, which is uh, a good thing, I think. Um, uh, now, of course, over um, over at King Philip, that's a, I think a 750,000 square foot piece of land. Right. I think you're dealing with a bit of a smaller space, but sure. nonetheless, uh, still a, a dauntingly big project over at over at Healy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that cleanup is coming together nicely, and uh, it'll uh, it'll soon, I guess, uh, be a site ready for reuse, at least according to uh, some of the people we spoke to uh, from the state earlier this week. Yeah. All right. Shifting gears now, uh, the district attorney's office uh, over the past week has had some disturbing news in terms of. Uh, overdose deaths here in the uh, city and in the region for the first four days of February. I know, I believe last weekend, uh, Mayor Correa uh, issued a statement on this, and um, you know the city had three uh, overdoses during the first four days of the month, and that is um, you know unusual in some respects. As the DA's office talked about, what may have led to these uh, increased in in, uh, in overdose deaths, or just a circumstance of uh, of what happens here in Fall River over the past few weeks well you know uh if you pay attention to the headlines uh sadly you know you 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 see this kind of thing you know, happen all the time or you need to look at the obituaries a lot of young people passing away um uh, after struggles with uh substance abuse addiction um and overdoses uh this uh particular week uh prompted the administration to uh, reach out to the media and the public with a statement uh, and I'm sure, you know, you folks received it as well, just yeah. because uh, three uh, deaths in so close a period of time um, apparently just kind of, uh, I don't know, seemed a, a, a bit more cause for concern. Um, the mayor, uh, uh, Mayor Coogan, telling us that he plans to refocus how um, the administration and city agencies uh, respond to the needs of people who are affected by addiction. Uh, we don't yet know exactly what that will entail. Um, other than that, this is what he tells us. Um, but uh, he also used the statement to, you know, let people know that this is uh, a disease that can be treated, and that recovery is possible. So at least from uh, the, the city side of things, they're 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 trying to make people aware uh, that there are services available, um, and that you can take a proactive approach to uh, something that is very very difficult to deal with. Um, and, uh, of course, you, you hate to see this sort of thing happen to one person uh, anytime it happens. But, uh, you know, three in the course of just a few days uh, in a tight-knit community like this is uh, especially uh, tragic. Right. Uh, moving on to uh, your former digs at 207 Picasso Street here in Fall River, the former Herald News Building now being put to, put to good use by presidential candidate uh, Michael Bloomberg. Um, his campaign is setting up shop. Um, in the office that you uh, used to uh, 
uh, frequent and uh, used to uh, work at uh, downtown. Uh, was this the, uh, the news that you had heard in terms of the, the sale of the building or was it just being leased? What do you know about uh, Mr. Bloomberg's use of that, uh, that space? So I can tell you, to, you know, uh, uh, of course, you know, no, we, we had nothing to do with this, but um, <laughs> we were, uh, we, you know, we, we've been out of the building now on Picasso Street for a short time. Um, we understand that, um, you know, there's a transfer of ownership happening to a, a company that's already established uh, here in the city um, with ties to printing. Um, so uh, as far as we know, the, the space is, is, is most likely just being leased by the Bloomberg right. campaign. Um, and, uh, yeah, it took us all by surprise. Uh, but, uh, you know, we, we saw some pictures. If you drive by the building, you can see uh, Bloomberg signs up on the windows and some old signage there. So there's no mistaking uh, that uh, the Bloomberg camp is, is in the house. Um, they, in fact, just announced uh, an office opening, which they held earlier this week um, as they're trying to recruit support, uh, you know, uh, for uh, local, um, uh, local supporters uh, for this, uh, this campaign. Um, Bloomberg, of course, jumped into the race uh, a bit later than some of the other uh, Democratic contenders uh, just late last year. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, if anybody has the money to play with and uh, <laughs> to, to establish, uh, you know, uh, headquarters, various places, it's, it's this gentleman. Uh, we, we learned he also opened an office in Springfield recently. Right. Now, I don't know if, if Lynn Sullivan left the editor's uh, office in good shape. Who knows? That may be his office if he happens to pop into Fall River uh, during the election season. So hopefully it, that office it could is a, be. It could be. And also, um, one thing of note again, the Massachusetts presidential primary is coming up on March 3rd. That is Super Tuesday. So I'm sure there'll be a lot of activity um, in that office. I believe Mr. Bloomberg is on the, the ballot here in Massachusetts for uh, Super Tuesday. And following, uh, fi finally rather, uh, Phil, some kudos to yourself and the Herald News staff winning some awards this week um, at the uh, Better Newspaper Competition Awards where the uh, Herald News had some uh, first place awards uh, leading to its coverage of Mayor Correa and the recall election. So here's an opportunity for you to toot your own horn a little bit. Congratulations. Oh, well. Well, thank you so much, Keith. We we appreciate it. Um, yeah, we you know we're we were honored to once again uh, uh, be recognized by the New England Newspaper and Press Association um, at its award ceremony in Boston. Uh, a really cool thing because it recognizes the the hard work of newspapers uh, all throughout New England. Um, we were honored with a couple of first place awards for government reporting and uh, local election reporting. Uh, tied to uh, the indictment of uh, former Mayor Jay Sol Correa last year and the subsequent recall election and then the re-election of <laughs> Correa that that uh, led to. Um, uh, but also uh, one of our reporters here, Amanda Burke, was honored for her reporting uh, on uh, religious issues, particularly right. um, the uh, you know horrible graffiti that was discovered at uh, uh, the Hebrew Cemetery in the city uh, in March of last year. Right. Um, so, you know, it, we don't do this for awards, I, I always say, but uh, we, we, we do it for the people in the community. But the awards are certainly uh, affirmation uh, that we're on the right path. And, and so we're appreciative of that and appreciative for all the support we get. Well, congratulations again. And not to rest on your laurels, you've got to keep working. What's coming, up over, the, what's coming up over the next few days? We do. Well, we've got a lot of local stuff we're churning out. But uh, you just reminded me a moment ago, Keith, uh, yeah, the primary coming up in March. Uh, you know, we want to do our part to uh, keep people informed about the candidates and, and, and you know, the big important issues. So we're, we have a, a really cool um, a primary uh, a page set up on our website. 
And uh, we're going to link to it on the homepage and on Facebook and all that stuff. So if you need a primer, you'll, you can get it from us. All right, sounds good. All right, Phil, take care. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Keith. We'll have more right after this. On the latest hot jobs list from the Mass Hire Fall River Career Center. Community Health Worker Family Service Association, located at 101 Rock Street, is looking to hire a full-time community health worker responsible for providing support to the long-term services support care coordinator to promote enrollees assigned by care organizations. Job number 13190298. Cancer Registrar. Stewart Healthcare System, located at 795 Middle Street, is looking for a part-time cancer registrar to identify, register, and maintain records of all cancer patients in support of the cancer program at St. Anne's Hospital. Job number 13190030. Delivery Driver, Nassif Fruit Company, located at 538 Plymouth Avenue, is in need of a full-time delivery driver to deliver product orders and collect payments from customers. Job number 13186438. The Fall River Public School Department, located at 417 Rock Street, is looking to fulfill the following full and part-time positions. Art teacher, job number 13191307. Paraprofessional, job number 13191558. Amazon Corporate, located at 1180 Innovation Way, is also looking to fulfill the following full and part time positions. Area manager, job number 13188362. Operations manager, job number 13188355. For more information on these or other positions, visit Mass Hire Job Quest at jobquest.dcs.eol.mass.gov or call the Mass Hire Fall River Career Center at 508-730-5000. Welcome back. A mild winter thus far has helped move the William S. Canning Boulevard project forward more quickly than anticipated. That from Fall River's Department of Community Utilities Director, Paul Furland. He said that approximately 70% of the underground water drainage project has been completed between Canning Boulevard and Tucker Street near the South Coast Marketplace. While traffic detours and delays are still occurring in that area, Furland predicts the entire project should wrap up by midsummer. Furland also added that in addition to the ongoing drainage work, a traffic signalization improvement project will also be completed at the corner of Canning Boulevard and Newton Street and an approximate cost of $250,000. FRC Media News will have more updates on this project as they become available. Mayor Paul Coogan began his first year and first term as Fall River Mayor just over a month ago and says he's still working hard to improve the city's services. During a recent interview in Coogan's office, we asked the mayor about the status of some vacant personnel positions. Um, we are still getting resumes in and we're still looking. Um, it's, it's, it's probably the worst part of the job I walked into was not having a complete staff that I have confidence in. Uh, some people left, uh, there's rumors other people may be going, we're looking for other people to fill those thoughts, but it's, uh, it's trying to put a staff together that I have confidence in, which I hope transfers to the people in the city. I, don't, I want people to know we're bringing people in that are capable of doing their job and, and uh, doing it properly and 
on time and working hard, and that's all we're looking for. We're looking for people with a good work ethic that want to work for the city of Farber. Mm -hmm. Are there other positions too, or some lower level positions um, that, that are maybe on the forefront that you're looking at? Well, I'm there's about treasurer and all. Yeah. And well, there's an assessor position. We put a, a woman in there that seems like she's doing a very good job as a temporary. I mean, we'll. You know, we'll, we'll assess where she is at the end of her 90 days to see if we flip her over. Uh, we lost a grant writer last week. We uh, are actively recruiting for that. He took a job up in Vermont. Um, uh, just a number of positions. It's, uh, it's just part of the work. It's, uh, it's what you come into every day and you try to fill positions. And, but again, you don't just want to do it willy-nilly. You want people in there that you know can be an asset to the city. You want people you have confidence in and that's what we're looking for. Mayor Coogan's interview is part of a new monthly program here on FRC Media that's going to be called Coogan's Corner. Look for the debut edition very soon. During citizens' input time at the Fall River City Council meeting this week, resident Erica Scott Pacheco voiced concern about the cost to the city that's incurred when residents improperly dispose of recyclable items. Because the city is charged for items that don't belong in the recycling bin, Scott Pacheco offered this solution. People like you and me are recycling and we're not educated about it. So the solution that I really think the city should pursue is doing a mailing to all of the houses with do's and don'ts. We also could hand out a do's and don'ts sticker to put on the recycling bins. When people get a little flag from DCM saying we didn't pick up your trash or your recycling because it was contaminated, all they're getting now is like a little, a little uh, you know, oops sticker. We could put a do's and don'ts sticker so that people could actually learn, and that'll save us money, it'll save the environment, and it'll help make sure that people know how to recycle properly. I'd like to thank our colleagues at FRGTV for providing us footage of this week's meeting. We'll have more FRC Media News after this. Thank you for considering a homeless pet today. I hope you enjoy what you're about to see. And as always, please feel free to contact the shelter before coming down to make sure that the pets you're viewing are still available for adoption. We can be reached at 508-677-9154. Today we have Shelby. Shelby is a nine-year-old Jack Russell. She's a little timid, but if you go slow and give her some time to come out of her shell, she's really sweet. Shelby would do best in a quieter home with no children, but she does do really well with other dogs. Shelby would like to go for quiet walks with someone um, and then go home and just relax, either with her human friend or her dog friend or both. If you want to see Shelby, come on down to Forever Paws Animal Shelter at 300 Linwood Street and say hello. Today we have Kendrick. Kendrick here is a domestic shore here, all black as you can see. He's about six years old. Uh, he does like attention, um, but he can be picky about who he does and does not like. Really, I shouldn't say picky so much as he it takes him a little bit of time to get used to new people. He is good with other cats. He's here in a communal room with, with other cats. He gets along with them quite well. If you've got uh, an all-cat household, uh, that would be totally fine. Um, older kids, like maybe teenagers and, and above, would be okay. If you'd like to come and see Kendrick, you can come on down to 300 Linwood Street in Fall River, Massachusetts at Forever Paws Animal Shelter. Schools.com this week selected Bristol Community College as its number one ranked community college in Massachusetts for the 2019-2020 academic year. 
The website ranked the schools based on a number of factors related to educational opportunity, student performance, and student services. Other factors also included student-to-faculty ratio and full-time student retention rate. Congratulations again to Bristol Community College. School Vacation Week kicks off this Monday. Here's a list of programs at the Fall River Public Library to keep the younger students busy. Hello, this is David Mello, Supervisor of Children's Services, reporting from the Fall River Public Library on 104 North Main Street. I'd like to tell you about some of the exciting events we have going on at the library next week during Children's School Vacation Week. Kicking off our calendar of fun activities, on the 18th we have our Preschool Story Hour at 10.30, followed by Kids Yoga at 11.15. On Wednesday, we have Take Your Child to the Library Day. If you haven't done so already, this is your opportunity to bring their child down to the library and share some of the wonderful resources that we have with them. A wonderful story time going on at 11 o'clock, followed by a craft and other surprises. So on the 19th, next week, take your child to the library. Wednesday, February 19th as well, at 6 o'clock at night, we are having our annual Lego night. We have a monthly meeting where kids get to come to the library, jump into thousands of Legos that we have, and have a great time building and constructing all sorts of wonderful things. So that is 6 o'clock on February 19th here at the library. If you're wondering what this frosty display is behind me, well, we are going to be celebrating on Thursday, February 20th, our annual Here at the Library. We haven't had much snow this season, I know, but the library is gearing up to celebrate the winter time with a whole schedule of frosty events, games, face painting. Elsa and Olaf from Frozen will be here. We'll even have Fluffy the Abominable Snowman here as well. And see this giant penguin behind me? Her name is Penny. Come and visit us that day and register to win Penny the Penguin behind me, as well as some other wonderful activities. The events go from 11 till 1 o'clock, so come on down and join us and have a frosty bit of fun. And on Friday, February 21st at 11 o'clock, we have Storybook Bingo. It's your favorite game of bingo, but with a storybook character twist. We have a great time playing the game, and we play for books and other wonderful prizes. And even if you just show up for the event, you don't even have to win bingo. You're going to walk away with a prize. We guarantee it. So if you're looking for something fun to do next week during school vacation week, visit the Fall River Public Library. We're looking forward to seeing you. That'll do it for this edition of FRC Media News. You can catch FRC Media News Thursdays and Fridays at 6 p.m. and visit us online at our website, frmedia.org. For all of us here at FRC Media News, I'm Keith Tebow. Have a great week. We'll see you next Thursday.